2: Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
3: This is Dan Hansis, along with Chris Wessling and Greg Rosenthal the Around the NFL podcast. Hey, Dan. Uh, on our latest show, we have on news anchor of NFL Network, Patrick Claibon. And we talk about everything in the news and then talk the darkest timeline for uh, some NFL teams, how things can go very wrong in a plausible way. Check it out, uh, nfl.com slash podcast and on iTunes.
1: Fantasy freaks and geeks, what is up? James Coe here. You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. The WizKid from Wisconsin. Alex Gilhar behind the glass. Hello, sir. How's it going? MG, my guy, my friend. What's going on? I have a belly full of oatmeal. I'm good. Oh, nice. I like it. And
3: rocking the C-3PO uh, coffee mug would be Adam Rick here. It's so funny that you can, I know you can see that it says R2-D2. It's, it's, oh, is that, oh, uh, I'm sorry. It's not even. I'm sorry. It's not even, I get that you don't know Star Wars at all. Uh-huh. And you don't know the periphery characters, so right. to speak. Sure. No, I get it. Okay. You know, I'll sit here, okay. and drop some deep references sometimes, sure. and even some of the most purported Star Wars fans won't even get them. But you cannot look at R two D like that's that's one I can't. That's not even a good troll job. I got some oh, kid I, I on Twitter yesterday because I was talking about how it's bad for Todd Gurley. Like, it's an L A Rams tra- or it's a Rams tradition. For these awesome running backs to not have a great quarterback. Sure. said, Eric Dickerson, here's his quarterbacks. He played with Merrigamo, Jeff Camp, Dieter Brock, and Jim Everett when he was with the Rams. Okay. And now Todd Gurley's going to have to play with Case Keenum. Right. And this guy goes, yeah, like Steven Jackson. And I go, I don't follow. <laughs> like, I, I was just like, that's a solid, like, that's a solid, like, troll right there. Like that, you can hook somebody.
1: Uh, this has been how time. to
3: troll Sorry. with Adam Rank. Right, this exactly. is, wasn't even close. At least make it believable. What?
1: I, okay. Right. Even the most, I tried to get. I tried to get a little bit of a rise out of. Even, I got. A, I got a raised eyebrow. Was even far the I most. Can. Okay. Ardent Star Wars hater uh, would be able to identify R two D two. We got a big time show in front of us here today. We're going to get to uh, some mailbag questions. We haven't done the mailbag in a while, Gil. It's been
2: a while, so I thought we'd bring it back. Hear from the people, uh, see what they're thinking and, and wondering. I do like it. We're going to get to that. And fantasy, we're going to play a little game of fantasy
1: Price is Right. We're going to compare some ADP prices right now. We know it's a little early. That's okay. Hey, man, it's cool. It's good. Uh,
2: test, test the waters yeah, right now. Yeah, test the waters. Right. Exactly. I'm about. Exactly. about to
4: sign up for my third MFL 10 in a little bit. <laughs> oh, oh, man. The, the first two hooked. haven't gone so well. <laughs>
1: guys, hooked. I like it. Uh, we will play a game of fantasy price right. This is a, a, uh, a sample question here. Jeremy Langford at 301 or Carlos Hyde in round four. We will get uh, to some of these fantasy stock prices there, and, and we'll ask you guys uh, as well uh, what you guys think about some of these prices here, and we'll get to that as much as possible. But... Let's start the show with some top headlines.
3: The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news.
4: Breaking news.
0: We continue to follow breaking news. Watch the news. So y'all need to have your kids, your wife.
1: The first headline comes out of Dallas. I don't know whether to be excited or sad about this one. Alfred Morris signing with the Cowboys a two-year deal. The team already did resign uh, Lance Dunbar as well after his horrific injury, but uh, he's back there, and so now we've got a little bit of a three-headed monster there uh, in Dallas with Alfred Morris, Darren McFadden, and Lance Dunbar. What do we make making the news, gentlemen?
3: I can't wait for another team to ignore Freddie Morris on the goal line. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna let That's him good. go twenty to twenty, right? And okay. then here comes Lance Dunbar for the touchdown. Oh, I'm excited for that. Oh, that's kind of what I
4: thought actually. I thought I thought very similar. Like, hey, this is great. <laughs> still not going to score any touchdowns. <laughs> Isn't it?
1: Po- is it possible? Like, why that he that he wrestles the starting job, and becomes a legit
2: every down guy?
3: Clearly, I think that can happen. I I
2: I, I do think that he's still not catching passes on third down. That's, that's, that's the why they problem. Signed Dunbar. That's,
3: that's one of the problems.
4: I feel like he's caught like. 15 passes in his entire football life.
2: Look, Lance Lance Dunbar caught like 10 passes. I bet that's passes. not inaccurate. <laughs> he, caught, he caught 10 <laughs> passes against Atlanta last year. Morris has, what, 40 to his four-year career? But like, I, you know, is I, it that many? It's roughly.
3: Okay. I but uh, he's also said, like, I, I've seen interviews where he's come out and been like, I can catch the ball. It's just sometimes somebody has to take a chance on you, you know, and it's one of those things that hey, any break in life or any industry, it's like, I think I can do something. Why don't they give him a chance? But – with Lance, but I don't know. All these NFL teams love love to do the situational stuff. It's here comes the lefty closer to face the lefty. Oh, they're going to pinch hit for him. <laughs> here comes another guy to the mound. So it's one of those things. I right. I, I know when, when people talk about sports and like, what can we do? Uh, get rid of specialization. Uh-huh. That would be ideal. That'd be fun. Like when you watch hockey, like those five guys, I mean, they do the yeah. line changes every sure, sure, sure. minute and a half, but those are the guys. It's yeah. not like, whoa, whoa. We got the puck on this side of the ice. Oh, well, hold on. We need to bring in the righties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just uh, so, so Alpha, I, like I said, I don't know what to think about.
2: The- Why would you be depressed? Yeah, there's no reason to be because, depressed. I like,
3: don't... where do you think he's going? I know he's not listed here because I have a I have a cheat sheet here. Okay, their fantasy prices, sure. right? Okay. Uh, Freddie Morris isn't listed here, but he's not going to go very high in your draft. No, not at all. So he could be somebody who... Well, the the reason I'm sad is because... Well, the reason I'm sad is let's say the He's playing for the best
1: offensive line in football. But there's also Darren McFadden there, who's the preemptive starter. No? Listen,
2: bro. Uh, They're they're probably... Parallel on the depth chart. It's well, not McFadden. No, no, but, that, but that's, that's even but that's worse. But
1: that's exactly.
4: That's even worse. Exactly. That they're parallel to each exactly. other. Because then you're like, now where are they going to go? Exactly. Week week? exactly. You know, at least at least if one was slightly ahead of another, you could kind of figure out the pecking order a little bit. If they are, if we go into August and they are legitimately you know, one and one a, and why would they not be? Um, yeah, that's bad news. I mean, it's it's akin to you know we Alex, you and I were. We're standing outside uh, here the NFL Media Empire one day and Maurice Jones Drew came by and complained that the the Jaguars basically took two running backs off the board by signing Chris
2: Ivory and this I won't say this, this is similar. This, yes. I mean,
4: but it is kind of
2: similar. Hold on. Okay. This is presupposing that we're all believing Darren McFadden is going to be this 10 to 12 point every week no concerns monster again next year after just taking now on how
3: quickly you forget
2: right after just taking on you know a couple hundred <laughs> extra carries and a pounding this guy that for all the talent in the world has never been able to stay out of the trainer's room. I mean, like, Julius like, Julius like this is, you guys are just treating him like, oh, oh wow, no, Darren McFadden. Hang not, on, back. hang on.
4: Iron this, Man, Aaron, Aaron, <laughs> <laughs> <right? laughs> Aaron McFadden. This is it, coming from, you're injury prone until you're not, Alex Gellhart. Don't worry about injuries. Uh, Darren
2: McFadden breaks the mold.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Literally. Wow.
3: Okay. Yeah, I don't get, like... But McFadden was fine yeah. once everybody got hurt in front of him. Darren or hurt or arrested, you know, <laughs> or both. Uh,
1: no, but he, I think he was fine once he left Oakland. I thought it was it was I, amazing.
4: It just his I, health just improved. It's I amazing say what it happens.
1: It, it, it well, it's
3: amazing. How oh, I'm not you on a total
1: crap team. Oh, crap. I'm I'm good. Guys, I'm good to go. It's
3: but amazing. That, and you don't think that could happen for Freddie Morris here? I mean, he left, he left
2: a team that won twice as many games as the Cowboys, though. So I don't know that it was the team that, that hurt him over
3: there. <laughs> nah, listen, they they did him no favors in Washington, always with the with the anti-touchdown campaign or anything that they had against him for whatever reason because he was a very serviceable back. He, yeah, he was very good. He like during, a nice guy. He was. Oh, he's an awesome guy. He drives that awesome, like, Mitsubishi or something right. crazy like that. I don't know. It it to me for Freddie Morse when you're in your draft. It's akin to being at a bar, and you know what? You, you, listen, some of the some of the high end beers are already gone, but there's a Goose Island there. Not it would never be your first choice, but it's <laughs> yeah. a good beer. It's a Who solid like Goose Island. You know, a couple of well, a couple of years ago, Goose Island was the stuff. Like they, that was the number one thing. Like everybody was raving about. Sure. It. And then InBev buys it, and you're like, eh, I hate this now. Like <laughs> All right. But then you see it there. <laughs>
2: Am I crossing spots? No, it's right? it's fine. I was just this is going on a while, and I wanted to put it back into a simple football situation. I'm doing it. Like, it's a
3: simple football okay. situation. <laughs> wrap,
2: like, wrap it up then.
3: You're not unhappy if you have to settle for a goose island. You're like, oh, it's not bad. It's not what I thought it was three years ah, ago, right. let, but it's not uh, terrible. Let me go That's around. Let, what, like. let me Alfred go Alfred Morris, Morris around the, the goose
4: hall. island of thank you. Football. thank you,
3: thank uh, you. Let me go around the horn.
1: Uh, Give me a draft price you're comfortable with for Alfred Morris and for Darren
2: McFadden. Before I get to that, the last point I want to make is committees are the way of the NFL right now. Would you rather have Morris in a committee in Washington or in a committee in Dallas with a better quarterback behind a better offensive line? I'm happier to have him there.
1: It's not even so much Freddie Morris for me there. It's more of the Darren McFadden situation that (laughs) makes me sad because you're talking about one of the best offensive lines in the NFL – and there's not really, right now, as of this second, a fantasy-relevant running
3: back in Dallas. Yeah, they both are. Oh, no. I, I disagree. I think Freddie Moore, that's that's a good move. That's a solid move. Everybody should be appreciative of this. I'm happy for it. That he didn't go to. So there's a, there a couple other teams he could have gone to where it wouldn't have been as favorable.
1: Okay. I agree. I, I like Look, I, like like I said, I like Alfred Morris. I think he's a very talented I don't think that back. you do. <laughs> and, behind <this> <laughs> line, and behind this offensive line, yeah, no doubt about it. He's got uh, – uh, I love the upside. I love the uh, – oh, I, I see I'm why bad. you're upset now. But you've got to – but you really have to you, – you, you really got to think it's a gamble
2: pick
3: if you make that pick.
2: You're, Darren you're McFadden thinking, was a gamble pick for before Morris was there. Yeah. Because you were trying to buy in on that magical year last year. Well, you also. They're going to have
3: a younger guy with a better injury history.
4: Last year, it was, you know, Darren McFadden was the afterthought because Joseph Randall. Joe Randall! You know, was going to be the guy. He's
1: the man. Robert.
2: no. no. They also gave Darren Darren McFadden, like, a bajillion carries every game because they had Kellen Moore or Brandon Whedon or whomever under center. Like this will, once, a, yeah. this will be a better, more efficient offense, and I think both backs can succeed. You're, you're not, you're not selling me on this. By I
4: mean, because once if Mc- Tony Romo is there and they are more balanced, that means less touches for both McFadden
2: and you're not, you're not selling more them efficient those. touches. More if, <laughs> they, <laughs> don't, they don't need to pound him. They don't need to pound Darren McFadden thirty times to go thirty yards. But let's just, <laughs> well, let, let's
1: just say this: Tony Romo's not going to stay healthy. Come on, let's let's be real here. That's real talk. He's not going to stay healthy. I don't know who who they got as backup. They're going to hopefully they're still.
2: Yeah, we'll oh, see. Uh, All right, we should move uh, on. That's uh, a lot uh, of time for Freddie yeah, Exactly. Uh,
1: Martellus Bennett uh, it was straight to the Pats uh, for some draft picks. Uh, what's the reaction there? I, I mean, look, the Pats run uh, their uh, 12 personnel a bunch, a ton, like almost like 50% of their offensive plays have two tight ends in them. Um, you know, I, I, was, I asked Fabs this yesterday. Does it tick down Gronk's value just a touch?
3: I mean, no, no. such a no. such a small touch
4: that you won't notice it. OK,
3: does he go from the sixth overall pick to the ninth overall pick? Maybe.
2: <laughs> <Okay>.
3: <laughs> but if you look at his production, okay. when they had another um, elite talent tight end on that team. Yes. Gronk was still very good. Yes. And that second tight end could <laughs> always shall be not good. be named. Yet. Well, no, I mean, I mean, people know who he is whatever. All right. All right. I don't want to get a, an angry phone call, okay. but uh, but they were playing Scott Chandler there. And it is no leap to say that Martellus Bennett is an upgrade over Scott oh, yeah. Chandler. Oh, yeah. That offense just got better. Yeah. You take away a draft pick from Bill Belichick, you'll find ways to still get over on. You. There you go. I think that offense is great. I, I like everybody to be better. Because if you were worried about Tom Brady regressing a little bit or anything like that, definitely helps this him. kind of makes me feel, feel better. Raises the tide, no question. Gronk is still a, a first-round pick. Julian Edelman is still a solid draft choice. We'll figure out the running back situation when we get there because it's so fluid. Um, and seeing what how Deion Lewis progresses from his injury, but I look at that team and I'm like, ah, they're they're better. Like offensively, they're better than they were last year. Can I can I say that? I, I I don't think that Martellus Bennett will impact Gronk. He did, won't.
1: But I did have to at least throw that question. Yeah, it's fair. Um, but I. Am I crazy in thinking that Martellus Bennett actually impacts a guy like Julian Edelman? Because once they get into that red zone area, there's going to be a a few less targets uh, for touchdowns
4: anyways for for Julian Edelman, no?
2: A uh, few. I'm not worried.
4: I actually, honestly, I think everybody involved, their numbers this year will be kind of what we've seen from them in the past. I mean, you know, last year Bennett had uh, was it 53 catches, 439 and three touchdowns. I think he ends up kind of around that. Maybe, maybe he ticks up a touch. Um, you know, I think Gronk not is still going to be – Not expectations though, huh?
2: Not really. No, like he's a great player, but this is not a position where he's going to come in and, and thrive from a fantasy perspective. He's going to be a dynamic player for that offense and help that offense in straight football sense. But Edelman is going to get his targets. He is their, their go-to wide receiver and their chain mover. And Gronk is Gronk. Like nothing is going to stop Gronk. From gronking all over the place in fantasy <laughs> or otherwise or on party boats or whatever. Of course. So, Mar- Marty B is going to be a great add for that that offense, but fantasy-wise, t- don't pick him up as, like, a tight end one or something. He's not going to replicate that other great tight end season that Rank was referring to. And Wait, uh, you don't
3: think he'll do that?
2: No, he's not going See, to do to. Like,
3: I, I gosh, think he's no. going to get close to double-digit touchdowns. No?
2: I don't know. No? I,
3: I Listen, the Patriots are still going to throw the ball, like, six
2: times a They are going to game. throw the ball a ton. And –
3: they're going to be a very prolific offense, and they're going to throw. They're going to have a lot of points, and I think there's enough uh, also enough getting, touchdowns to go around.
2: They're also I, getting Deion Lewis back healthy. They which just is fine. they just paid a bunch of money to Chris Hogan as another wide receiver. Like I don't think he's going to push like Listen, 800, no, 810 or something like that. Let's I, I, also not forget
3: that Chris Hogan is fine, but I I he's so far down in the pecking order.
2: Hernandez was specifically a move tight end. Martellus is a great blocking tight end as well. They're going to use him in power sets. It could help free up Gronk more. He's going to definitely stretch the field and play in the seam. But it's not like he's going to be that moving chess piece everywhere, lining up wide and stuff. He Gosh, will. Why he not? Because that's what, what what that's, that's what Gronk does. That's what
4: Gronk is. Bennett will look at some point during the season. Martellus Bennett will have a game where he catches you know eight passes for like hundred and twenty yards and maybe a couple of touchdowns. And that'll be fine. If oh, he's you, definitely got a two touchdown game in him. If you sure. plug, if you happen to plug him in your lineup that day, then rejoice. But if Didn't you start, Scott Chandler have a two touchdown
1: game? In Scott so
4: Chandler was the guy who, he, you want to talk about just a fantasy enigma. I mean, like, he would have his two touchdown game. in September. In September. Always. And everybody would grab him off the waiver wire. And then see you later. And he wouldn't do another thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bennett will have a couple of really nice games in there. Yeah. Um,. And if you happen to pick those weeks, then good on you. But other than that, I, I mean I'm with Alex. He'll he'll have a decent year. He'll be okay. He'll be a nice, maybe streaming. And tight end of the option. year,
2: his stat line will look very nice. You know, he'll be good, a nice good luck trying option. to pick those weeks in fantasy. He'll be a fine D F S play and stuff like that. But I like more what this does for Zach Miller from a fantasy perspective because oh, yeah. it frees it up for him to be the tight end one there.
1: Oh, for sure, and, he's, and but he's
2: buddy buddy with Cuddy now, so it's good. Buddy buddy oh, with Cuddy, yeah. like that.
1: All right, I don't, I don't like. Wow, it, no. you were almost dropping dropping rhymes over there, Alex. Go, I, I, just I like. of just kind
2: of, it just kind of flowed out of me right um, now.
4: It's good. That's good. That's a solid fantasy team name, by the way. Buddy buddy, buddy,
2: buddy with, with Cuddy. Cuddy,
4: it is. <laughs> I'm is it, it not? I'm going to write it now because i have actually I'm compiling please. good fantasy names, please, for, uh, for
1: because these you know it's hard to come up uh, with original stuff. That was good.
2: Yeah, we'll save it, you guys. That can was use good. That. Um, what's the uh, projections for Zach Miller? I don't know. You always get hit us with, with these random I projection know. questions. Random, like, I know. Who? Uh, I gosh. Don't know. eight hundred and eight, eight hundred and seven. It's not bad. Yeah, I can go with that. I can get. I can give. Them That's te one range, depending on where everybody else falls. Oh, but. sure. Uh, I mean, and you're gonna get them at a ridiculously low price.
1: But he might be one of the safest picks in that double-digit round range.
2: Yeah, he's not going to have as high upside as other guys, but right. he's also I also feel his floor is safer. Than How others. old is he? Thirties? 31, 32, 32? I think. Gosh,
1: took him a while to emerge, eh? Yep. All right, but he's here now. He's here now. So
3: rejoice! <laughs> Do you like it, Rank? Double-digit touchdowns. Yeah, you're now. the you're the uh, resident Chicago guy. Yeah, now he follows me on Twitter, so I can't. Does say. he? So even if I wanted to say something snarky about okay. it, because my initial reaction. Was not favorable from okay. a Bears' perspective, okay. but I'm like, ah, but Zach, ah, I like him. <laughs> I like him. He's a nice guy, and he started following me. That's the one thing. Like these players, that they, they they should realize you you follow me, I I won't say anything bad. I see. The Raiders jumped in on that very early. Okay, where I stopped I stopped tweeting terrible things about the Raiders because they were following me. I'm like, oh, I feel bad. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure the millennials who are running the Raiders account probably found it funny, but I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, out of respect. Okay. The only one I would push the line on was the Chargers, almost daring them, <laughs> daring them to unfollow me. All right, don't do it now because you're staying in um, San Diego. I'm a huge fan, but uh, <laughs> huge fan of that move. Um,
1: can I say one last thing about Martellus Bennett?
3: Absolutely. Okay, so
1: Gronk is your first round draft pick. Okay, and I know we never do it, but is
4: it is they're going to say I, handcuffing Martellus? Bennett. Is it? Would I mean, stop? is it an
2: okay? It's it's an okay no. move. No. A little insurance policy for your first-round draft pick? No? Also, I think not because of anything of this move, but all the other tight end moves, I don't know that I'm taking Gronk in the first round anymore because – Dwayne Allen and Colby Fleener splitting, Laddie Green going to Pittsburgh. Love all these things. No. It's just none of these guys are on par with Gronk, but the crop below him isn't. We're not in as dire straits as we were a year or two so
4: ago. So it's not it's not so much that you're not taking Gronk in the first round, it's just that you're not
2: taking Gronk. No, I'll take Gronk. I'll just take him in like the second or He's something. Not He's not going to be I That's that. fine. I'm just saying <laughs> like I I'm not going to jump on him there because I don't think the position is as disparate as it was in the recent past. Okay. But regardless, I, I don't I don't, don't want to handcuff my tight end. Oh, man, but it's your first-round pick, though. Considering, like, if you lose Gronk and you lose that advantage, like, you're better off just throwing darts at the streaming waiver wire and going from that option than saving that bench spot for God knows how long from RDB.
1: Okay. I mean, again, we talk about injury history. Gronk's got a little bit of an injury history. He certainly does. All right. I'm not going to handcuff a tight end. I'm I'm just throwing it out there. Just throw it. I'm, I'm a That's guy fair, who's a fair I'm, I'm a guy who's never going to draft Gronk because his price is going to be too high. But uh, if I did, golly, man, handcuffing him to Marty B doesn't sound terrible. But we'll see. All right, James Starks in Green Bay uh, does re-sign there. Um, they've got Eddie Lacy. They've got James Starks. So they basically got the same backfield they had. Uh, Makes me
2: feel like they might be done signing running backs. That's kind of why I wanted to put this on here. I don't know that they're going to go out and throw a couple mil at Arian Foster or anybody now that they've got this duo back. They'll probably just, knowing Ted Thompson, pick somebody else up in the draft to sit behind those two. Right. And they'll roll with this as one-two and hope Eddie reclaims Pro Bowl form.
1: I would agree with that.
2: Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think I think they've got their backfield. I, you know, I can't imagine. I mean, if they
4: draft, maybe they draft somebody late. Yeah, late, exactly. Late, but you know, they're, not, they're not really adding any major pieces.
1: Doesn't seem like they did anything in free agency.
4: Uh, That's kind of the Packer is.
1: way.
2: Yes, it is a Packer way. But man,
1: um, there were some interesting running backs out there, but uh, they they passed on all of them.
2: Oh, they passed on they'll all. They'll save them. that money and use it <laughs> elsewhere.
1: All right, let's play some fantasy prices, right? Let's do it. All right, how about uh, the first one? Uh, and basically, we're comparing two players here. We look at their average draft price, and uh, position price, whatever you want to call it. Um, and basically, just compare: Who would you rather take at that price? Fantasy prices, right? Jeremy Langford top around 3 or Carlos Hyde top around 4. Bottom around 4 for him.
2: Bottom around 4. 4.10 four is where he's sitting. I have d- dyslexia. I That's apologize. Okay. <laughs> it happens. Jeremy Langford uh
4: 3.01 or Carlos Hyde at 4.10. So at the bottom around 4. Hyde all day. All day. I I mean and I say that because we've talked about it on this podcast. Judging by the Bears actions this off season they don't seem to be sold on Langford as being their bell cow guy. I mean, they, they may try to add somebody. Maybe it's in the draft. Maybe they, they sign somebody after the draft. It seems like they're trying to find somebody to help him out. Meanwhile, in San Francisco, yes, the offense has issues, but, one, you got Chip Kelly and his new scheme in there, which could work well. And and Carlos Hyde is undoubtedly the guy. I mean, he's going to get the bulk of the carry, so if he can stay healthy for, you know, 14 games, uh, I, I'd feel much better with him all day. Yeah, I just don't
2: – Sam, 100%.
3: 100%? I don't know how comfortable Hyde is going to be in Chip Kelly's offense. I I mean, really, isn't that the big I, question? I That's what I'm saying. I don't right? know. This could be another situation with um, the dude who flailed – DeMarco, DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray, excuse me. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, I really don't know. And and Chip Kelly is not outside of his uh, initial first two years. He really hasn't shown me that he's willing to adapt his style – to make it uh, a long successful tenure in the NFL, it was like something that came out, and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what this guy's doing. And then they're like, yeah, well, yeah they're I mean, it, games it, anymore. it's amazing
1: um, what you have when you have crazy speed on the outside, and Jeremy Macklin and Deshaun Jackson. And Deshaun McCoy was just a perfect fit right. for what Chip Kelly wants to do. I don't know if Carlos Hyde is it, that guy.
3: That's really that, This could really just evolve into a i like, show.
1: And the thing is I like Carlos Hyde a lot. And at the rounder at the end oh, of the round for, team.
3: If he was the Cowboys running back, oh, i would my be gosh. all I'd be Whoa. all if he was
4: the Cowboys running back, he'd be going probably in the, the early <laughs> second. So <laughs>
1: yeah. uh no, there's no
3: question about it. Uh, but man so I'm gonna go Langford. I'll go Langford too. If you're at at three oh one, that means you had the first overall pick, which means you have Antonio Brown. Okay. Odds are you're getting another great wide receiver at the End of, of the, the second team. round, sure. And now, because it's a matter of semantics, and doing all these mocks, Jeremy Langford ends up being the best running back option at that spot, unless you want to go with another receiver. If you play three receivers, or if you have a flex spot that you want to go through a receiver and wait, but I think Langford. If you have two solid wide receivers, and you're like, look, I need somebody who can go out there and hit me a home run at, at the number three spot right there. Why not? Why not Langford? I, I understand that you're going to try to get Kadim Carey involved as much as possible and john fox has shown over the tenure of his career that he will bring in a lot of running backs to kind of foster competition but the one thing when you looked at his time in carolina it always seemed that he would have favored either d'angelo or john stewart if one of them had remained healthy they always seem to have competing injury problems and you saw during uh during his run to the super bowl with the broncos when C.J. Anderson emerged as the best running back, they gave he just it. went with him. Yeah, they gave they, them. they went with him. They stopped the Ronnie Hillman garbage and the Wisconsin running back who flamed up Michael. But no, Ronnie Ball. So I think that Langford has a real shot, and I know it's risky at three zero one, but I don't think it's any more risky so- than going with Carlos Hyde in that san francisco position because I, I i think i think san francisco can be really terrible i, I it was bad last year yes it when was. they still had some holdovers from the jim harbaugh era there were still some guys there who could play football now you got a coach who i don't know that he's good enough to be in the nfl and and a i think general look- manager who's shown that he's not he's not as great as everybody thinks he right is. but somehow ever he's he was better than harbaugh but I don't know. I I think that's a huge. I think I think Hyde is actually a bigger risk. <clears throat> to
1: to to Ranks point, we're talking about a a guy who favors speed and finesse in Chip Kelly taking over a roster that was basically drafted by Jim Harbaugh, and, and that they're like those gritty, you know, pounded out tough guys. It it to me it doesn't seem like a great coaching fit to what they have on the roster. It may take them a year to kind of overhaul the roster to to the way that Chip Kelly wants it. Um and and in that NFC West, man, that's oh good God, that's, that's not terrible. gonna work in that division. That's what I mean. Uh, so I kind of I kind of see. Uh, I got I got my head wrapped around this, man. This is a tough call. It's a tough, but I I think Jeremy Langford's got that
2: home run uh, home run hitter. Uh, you know, so you guys are you right, take so that, you're uh, opting the the younger, uh, less athletic Darren McFadden that, <laughs> in, that. in a similar committee potentially. That at, solved at absolutely the, nothing. But top of the third. <laughs> Well, so we're split. Okay, Let we're, us know on Twitter who you like, guys.
1: Julian Edelman in the middle of round three, or Brandon Cooks just a few, or no, a, a lot a, a lot of picks later, at the end of round four. So end of round four for Brandon Cooks, middle of round three for
3: Julian Edelman. Fantasy prices, right. Adam Rank. What's I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks. I'm trying to figure out where you would be. If you're drafting 10th overall, Okay. End of the first round, you might have gone running back in the first round considering who would fall and, and things of that nature. Sure. You probably have one. I, well, if you're picking at
2: the bottom of the fourth, you you're number one overall
3: in a snake draft. Oh, my mistake. I get it now. I'm with you. All right, that's my mistake. So, <laughs> Brandon Cooks. So, if you have – so, your team could have be, conceivably have had Jeremy Langford there. And then you're going to Brandon Cooks. You could get another running back at the after him that I would feel probably a little bit better. I like Brandon Cooks. I think that's a good move. I think Cook. Brandon Cooks. It would probably be my third receiver at that point, but uh, I'd be comfortable with that.
2: Wiz? I like, I like Edelman a lot. Maybe PPR, I lean Edelman, but I think standard leagues, I'd rather go with Cooks. I like his uh, – he, he's going to go deep more often than Edelman, and that offense uh, in New Orleans, we know Drew Brees still likes to throw the ball deep. So I think I would I like Cooks at that price a little more than Edelman. Uh I'm I'm about I'm about Brandon Cooks here. Uh, I just
4: I do think he, he offers more overall and I, I agree with Alex. ppr wise, I think Edelman's probably a slightly better play. But I think in terms of just overall fantasy production, I think Brandon Cooks is going to get you more there. And you know, here's the thing, I mean I know that I know that Edelman and Tom Brady are boys and they yeah. they seem to work out quite well. Um, but he is still the, you know, 105 catches for 1,100 yards guy. <laughs> I mean, he is. You know, hopefully he hopefully he can get you, you know, eight or nine touchdowns to kind of balance some of that out, but just the overall numbers just aren't.
2: Edelman, Edelman's like the big. safe pick. Like, if I want my 8 to 10 points, 8 to 12 points a week, like I'll go Edelman, but Cooks has, like, weak winning upside. Yeah. Like, he will have oh, yeah. those two touchdown 140-yard oh, games. Yeah. Then he'll also disappear for, for three for 30 or whatever, but you know he's got that upside, and. You know, if you embrace the variance, he could he could lead to a few more wins.
1: Yeah, and and again, I think what rank is saying too is like if you've already kind of loaded up on wide receiver and he's more of your flex slash
3: wide receiver three, you love the upside, love absolutely love the upside. It's so much it's so much fun having a prolific receiver as your flex guy. I I in one of my leagues I had Allen Robinson as my flex. Oh, and it was like I good I hard. was not lose I I crushed everybody i don't think who I'm was your
1: who was your wide receiver i, I had
3: I'm invited back i had antonio brown okay deandre hopkins oh hello okay uh flexed yeah. alan robinson and bad. i had to leave a.j green on the bench
2: wow my goodness my <laughs> first
3: three my <laughs> first three draft remember where uh deandre hopkins was going into last year yeah. when he was drafting him because I went Antonio Brown and A.J. Green. It was okay. really – it was you know, it was after our NFL Fantasy Live draft. Okay. And I didn't – I took Jeremy Hill instead of taking A.J. Green, the same thing. I was so mad at myself. So, when I went into this thing, this draft, I said, I'm going to take A.J. Green here. And then, for whatever reason, these people are doing whatever they're doing. And DeAndre Hopkins was still available. Was still was, he, had to have, he
2: was going in the third in a lot yeah, of Yeah, he was draft. in the
3: third. Well, I was at the top. So, it's yeah, – you figure the snakes. Yeah, so it's an early third-round pick, and I'm like – Oh man, I'm like, why do we have a flex spot? I'm gonna go there. Boom, I love it. Uh, Tyler Eifert
1: at 5:09, so at the end of the fifth, or Zach Ertz at the
4: end of the tenth. You know, I just I can't get on board the Zach Ertz train. I know a lot of people Me are. Neither. I just feel like he he shows up late in the season for a couple of weeks, and then <laughs> but you just don't hear from him for most of the season. Like I totally believe I I will pay the price for Tyler Eifert. I will okay. pay that price to get Tyler. Is Ertz.
3: Zach Ertz He's the tight end equivalent of Jeff Fisher, where he does nothing the first twelve weeks, and then the last four weeks it's a house of fire. And going into next year, like you gotta watch out, gotta watch out for the Jeff Fisher team. And Not you going watch seven out.
2: and nine this year. No, game. no, no.
3: Gotta go with Zachers, but I. But I guess I'm sorry. I, I'm probably jumping. No, it's okay. You can go first. Um, I I, I can't take Tyler Eifer because I've already committed to um. Goskowski. No, in I've committed to Goskowski. in the, in fifth the fifth round th- is my <laughs> <first> round. <laughs> It is my thing, so I got to go Zach Ertz.
2: <laughs> uh what what say you Wiz? Ah, uh, I would I really like Zach Ertz at, at that price, but I feel unless as of right now with the Bengals not having added a top wide receiver in the draft or anything else Eifert's basically number two in the pecking order. Is that, that not true? That's targets. what I'm saying.
1: Marvin Jones gone. Muhammad's he's gone. I gone. mean, come on. And
2: Eifert was, was getting a fair amount of looks, especially in the red zone last year before Good he guy, got double injured. Double-digit touchdown. I mean, so if he's you, insane. If you take his – because, I mean, last year his numbers were a little skewed. He had, like, what, uh, 12 touchdowns, and he, but he only had, like, 500 yards or something like that. If you add in a couple more hundred yards with him as a chain mover as well, like, right. I think he's got a lot of upside. And, you know, that's basically heading into the sixth round. Like Rank is saying, if you're looking through your draft, you already got – Maybe three wide, re- three or four wide receivers. Maybe two or three running backs, depending on how it went. Uh, yeah, I, l- I don't mind taking Eifert there, but I do. I might be a little higher on Ertz than you this off season, Marcus. Maybe I'm buying in. I'm buying into that that hype train again. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I can't. I
4: mean, I, and he'll come off the board, and, and who knows? Maybe I'm proven wrong. I just I feel more confident. I like in I
2: Tyler like I, I do too. I just like the Doug Peterson of it all. There. For that. <laughs> that's not, not bad. Yeah,
4: that's, that's not bad. bad. No, it's really not bad. Um, did I, you? By the way,
1: did can you I say neither? Can I say neither? I I don't want to. I I don't want to. I don't want to take a side in. Remember fifth. that.
3: Remember that one episode of the Prices Right where the girls like. You know what? I don't like this price. I don't want either. I don't want case. either. No I don't want care. either. Disco. <laughs> like, like
2: I don't want it. Can you just put me back in the crowd. Maybe I'll get on next <laughs> show again. <laughs> I don't. I don't
1: want to take a side in the cubic yeah. zirconia necklace comes out. I
2: definitely <laughs> don't want Zach Ertz at all. Um, James, you have to pick. This isn't how it works. I don't, don't, we don't care. We don't care if you don't want the dune buggy. You got to take, take the dune that's buggy like, or the jet ski, like, James. What am I going to do with this dune buggy? Um,
3: okay, I'll take Tyler Eifert in the fifth. All right, why not? It's kind of like being at McDonald's, right? Okay, you're like, I don't like anything on this menu. That's definitely not true. Because I, your, I it, love a lot of things. But your
4: mom's menu. like, look, this is all you this get. Is, this is all we have. And
3: you're like, oh, I, okay. W-
4: what world are you
1: guys living? What are you talking about? You like
3: McDonald's food? I love McDonald's. Wow. I love it. That is the one, like, if people are like, hey, we want to go to McDonald's. Like, I'm going to walk to the grocery store or something. And I'll, what, I'll buy go an apple? T- Good for you, pal. Right. Buy a bag of chips. No, I'll get pork rinds or something terrible.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but McDonald's is the most unappetite And I hate because when you How drive you not, back, we you don't are like never, you McDonald's like is the, fine. You don't, don't worry. Like the, We'd
2: love any sort of sponsorship. You don't. You don't
3: like the double quarter of cheese. Nothing. It's disgusting. There's, there's some. To me, problems. I'm sorry. Like I know a lot of people love it, and it's obviously very popular with a lot of people. You know what? I, I'll take that back. Now that they do serve breakfast all day, okay. I would go hash browns.
2: Okay, hash browns. Shamrock shake for me. That is bingo, bingo. Uh, That's the correct name. Right, there's a
3: couple of things. All right. I take it back. Like, so, so, Zach Ertz is my hash brown
2: <laughs> <laughs> at 4 o'clock. <laughs>
1: There's so many great things on the menu. All What's
2: wrong with you gotta guys? we got to start speeding up here. We can't keep oh, arguing right. McDonald's menus. Thomas
1: Rawls, middle of round two. Matt Forte, near the end
3: of round three. What say you, Adam Rank? Oh, man. Oh, man. I didn't want it to start with me, but I would, <laughs> I would go with Matt Forte because I am pretty committed. At is it because 2. he gave 0. you a video 05. fist
1: fist bump? Is that what Dude,
3: it is? We did you not see at the su- we hugged at the su- I hugged. as a matter of fact, okay. Uh, during the Super Bowl on the little NFL live from Super Bowl Fifty show, Matt Forte came on, yes, and MJD is always purporting to be Matt Forte's best friend. Okay, we had a newlywed style game. Yahoo! That kids, so you probably don't know what that game is. right. Uh, a newlywed style game, and to see who knew Matt Forte. The best. I won, and then afterwards Forte and I embraced. Wow. And, so uh, thus you're taking Matt while Forte. While I was wearing <laughs> a Matt Forte jersey, <laughs> which was a, a proud moment for me. You know what, though? I, again, at, at two, the middle of the second round, I'm anticipating going wide receiver. And if Matt Forte, if I was in that spot yeah. and already had two receivers, I'd be very comfortable with him being my first option running back.
2: Whiz. I When I first wrote this up, I was thinking of going Thomas Rawls, but his injury still right now, he didn't get a lot of targets or catch a lot of passes out of the backfield in Seattle last year. Plus, like, thinking with rank, I, I might be going, you know, wide receiver, wide receiver, or depending, you know, if I'm picking at the bottom end, maybe, like, David Johnson or somebody else fell to me after a run on receivers in the first round. I'd love getting Matt Forte at 3.08. Especially, like, I'd rather have Matt Forte there than Langford at 3.01. I would oh, much uh, rather absolutely. take Matt Forte seven picks later.
4: Absolutely, I I'm there's Forte all the way for me. I think I think for me the biggest thing with Rawls is just not knowing what his ankle situation is going to be exactly when we get to the start of the season. Exactly. I, you know, so I you know, I because the injury happens so late. Right now, if you flip flop them the the draft position there, I would probably be more about
2: Rawls <laughs> than Forte. <laughs> You know, Forte you. Forte at <laughs> two point <laughs> oh
4: five versus Rawls at the uh, three
2: 0. But yeah. man, I no do yeah. that upside of Rawls is enticing right oh, there sure. in that second round.
1: Uh, I think that's why he's climbed as high as he's climbed. Um, Matt Forte, and I think the reason he's dropped as far as he dropped is is obviously age concerns. Age is the big one. Look, age concerns going to a new and, team. And uh, Bilal Pal's there. Uh, Bilal, I mean, I guess if you <laughs> whatever. I know he played well late. Okay, but fine. But whatever. It's Matt Forte's backfield for sure. But the age going to a new team generally doesn't work for a back of his of his
2: age. Worked all right for Frank Gore last year.
1: Oh dang! Did it though? Yeah. I mean, oh, Frank you too. Gore, Yeah.
2: He had what, uh, like a thousand yards? Good enough for like he was like the RB thirteen or sixteen. He or was something going like in
1: that. like the fifth round.
2: That's a he climbed up. He climbed up to like the third. Third fourth at the end of August. And you think that a
1: thousand yards in the third round where many weeks he didn't do jack was good.
2: That's not good. At a at a position as bereft of starting talent as running back was last year, yeah. <laughs> but um, Matt Forte will be fine, and the trouble was also it wasn't all just Frank Gore. Let's not forget that team was trotting yeah, out that... uh, a, like on a deathbed Matt Hasselbeck right, <laughs> taking an IV in between snaps. So insane. Like clipboard Jesus and, and others at quarterback. So it wasn't just Frank Gore. I think what he did on that offense last year was like – yeah. Very
3: good. Like, Matt Hasselback was like Bubba Gump on Con Air, <laughs> where he was, like, sitting there in, like, a What is with you and in the, the
1: analogies home. today? Because
3: I'm trying to prove a point. What do you mean today? today? He, had,
2: he also had one person on Twitter be like, I love when Rank's a special guest, and I saw Rank tweet it back at him and me. He's like, then you're going to love today's guest. <laughs> I, I should have known. I should have No, I was just because I'm on it. He
3: likes when I'm a special guest, and I was letting him know that I'm on it today. So he was gonna like that. Unbelievable. Apparently he thought and listen. He took time out of his day uh-huh. to address both Alex Gelhar and Andy. yourself. Okay. On Twitter. Okay. Which okay. I find very flattering. Good. And he said, you know what? I enjoy this podcast. Yes. And when you have Adam Rank on as a special guest. Who was this Twitter?
2: I follow? don't I have to look we need to keep going though. we got to get through some more it's stuff.
3: It's like the say by the bells when Ed Alonzo was on it. I'll take Thomas Rawls and Mills. Because okay. when the actual okay. Max was on
1: it. <clears> I am uh, very scared that Matt Forte uh won't be a very productive. That's
3: that's my feeling. What if he's like uh, Curtis Martin? I know he's a little bit older okay. than Curtis Martin when he changed, but, I mean, Hall of Fame running back who's It was a pretty – It was
2: Jeff Boss at J-E-B-O. Jeff Boss. Days. hey, Thanks, Jeff Boss. All right. Let's I do, just, I we appreciate just, you, bro. Do one more of these two, James. Jeremy you Hill. Pick, you can pick it. Jeremy Hill
1: uh, at the top of the sixth round, or Matt Jones
3: in the middle of the seventh round.
1: Give me Jeremy Hill, please. I agree. I'll take
4: Jay Hill
3: all day long. Yeah, it's funny because wait, what happened to what happened to Matt Jones? What uh, what He's am I missing?
4: Not, he wasn't that great. I mean, he had a couple of really nice weeks early in the season, and then that was it. I mean, and not that Jeremy Hill set the world <laughs> on fire last year. His That's t- so.
3: <laughs> his touchdown. Hey, he numbers, wasn't that like Ugh. his
4: touchdown numbers made it. I mean, the eleven touchdowns
2: made it I seem know, better but, than but it was. but he had three
1: weeks where he was like he had a he had a, a three touchdown game
2: and a couple two touchdown games. I mean, what did you Otto call him? say Costco player? No, somebody else called him that. I think.
3: What's with the analogies? <laughs> <laughs> That's my thing. That's
4: <laughs> my
2: <laughs> only. I am and a basically thing. He, he, scored, he scores
4: <laughs> he scores touchdowns in bulk. Yeah, oh, I'm that's hilarious. You that.
3: said that. That's great.
2: Uh, But I'd rather take Jeremy that's Hill. That's probably uh, Harmon. We also saw what he was at his peak. Was and Bambion. even if if this is the worst Jeremy Hill has to offer us, this Bambion skates tentative runner that's still going to get 11 touchdowns and 800 yards, I'll take that in the sixth round. No question. Matt
3: Jones. I agree with that. I may, love it. may I surmise yes. that the bottom is going to fall out of this Bengals team at some point? You cannot continue to have this many crushing – Losses. losses in the playoffs and not have it—it's true—impact you negatively. It, that's actually true. I mean, Marvin Lewis is so many times always skating by, skating by. Like, hey, look, we're getting to the playoffs. Who do you want to replace him with? It's yeah. like, he's like the NFL version of Jamie Dixon. It's like, hey, do you want this guy? He's leading your your team was nothing. He's leading you to the playoffs every year. You want to get rid of that, or you know, and probably yeah, because at some point you do want to win a championship, I would think. They built the new stadium and all that stuff. I, 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 would think, you know, Paul Brown, the the okay. lineage there would like to have a uh, a Super Bowl championship. Losing as painfully as that was to not only to not just any team. It's yeah. one thing if the Broncos right. beat you, or you like you no. lost to, to your the rival. one team that right. has owned you yep. for years. Yeah, for years that has won six Super Bowls. You you lost, and you thought you would won. Right. I feel like this is going to be a four and twelve team. Oof. everything's going to be toxic. Too much talent, man. I, I understand, but Too you know how football talent. works. There's there's a small, thin line that separates the good teams from the bad teams, and I think Cincinnati regresses huge this year. I'm going to try to avoid their players My goodness. as much as possible. I don't know about that one. Yeah. 4-12, should. bro. Listen – Look, I, I'm not saying sure they're going to win 12 games, but I'm mean, don't be the guy. They're, they're Listen, eight and eight team. Who saw even this? Grizz- Who saw this Bengals collapse? It happens every year. Who <laughs> saw <laughs> this collapse happen? Who saw this team rising up? That's the way the NFL oh, works. It's God. not like other sports where you're like, oh, you kind of see. We're, this saving team this building up. We're saving this kinda tape. We're saving this tape, bro. This team built. Save it. I'll yeah.
2: go back. Because
3: nobody, go nobody I'll will believe me. Because everybody be like, yeah, nobody saw this Bengals class. They'd we'll be like, yeah, I didn't. They're like, oh, you're full of it. You never would have said that. Uh, okay, fine. MG, who do you like? Jeremy Hill,
4: six. Matt Jones, seven. I said Jeremy Hill. I'm taking Jeremy Hill. I just I, I feel like he's. Do for a rebound this year, uh, yardage-wise? I don't know if he gets 11 touchdowns. Bro, this think, is called a value pick, but I straight think, up. I think his his yardage numbers bounce back to closer exactly. to where he was as a rookie.
3: Jeremy Hill. Oh, but that being said, I'd take Jeremy Hill.
4: <laughs> We're talking right, about
1: Jeremy Hill uh, as last year was going, you know, in the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like he's an older guy. No, he's still – he's entering he's his prime. Weird. This is a value pick. If you could get Jeremy Hill in the six, absolutely do that. A hundred percent. I think Jeremy Hill in the six and Matt Jones in the seventh is exactly why you load up on wide receivers early. No?
2: Yeah. And then you just take, one of these take, guys take is going to pop.
3: No? Is he? I mean, come I on. Would, like honestly, I'd love taking both those guys. There you go. At those two positions, absolutely. Like you're rolling. like that's what you're doing. You're you're taking your receivers up the up at the top. Your kicker in round five,
2: <laughs> and then after that,
1: <laughs> after that, Jeremy Hill. Yeah, no right Open, out of baby, loading up.
2: Let's jump to some mail questions. All I'm right. gonna dap and get out of here. Let's so first up,
1: message for you, sir. Nick Whalen at underscore Nick Whalen asks, "Who is your number three running back in rookie dynasty and redraft?" I'm assuming he's not saying all three at once.
2: Who's yeah, your number think, 3 RB? Well, so we'll just jump through quick. I think I haven't finished all my tape study on rookies. Uh, for dynasty stuff, I think right now off the top of my head from who I've watched, it would probably be Kenneth Dixon and in redraft, it might be David Johnson. I like so it. Let's say we just go around quick so we can get as much mailbag as possible.
4: Uh yeah, I think well definitely in, in redraft is going to be David Johnson without a doubt. Um you know think really? Behind Lev Bell and Gurley? Yeah. Yeah, wow, I mean, where does Adrian Peterson fall into that? Four. Race? Yeah. Um just I, trying to think. In, in in rookie drafts, uh that's a good call. Uh I, I guess I don't like Kenneth Dixon as much as you do. I know yeah. we've had
2: that discussion. Hater. Um <laughs> I, hope, <laughs> I hope this doesn't turn into David Cobb again for me. I'm you.
4: gonna have to I think I might have to go Devontae Booker. I was gonna
2: say,
3: yeah, I was thinking about him too.
2: I, I haven't watched a lot of Booker yet, but the, I know I he's like great.
3: The, the SC, SC like game though can, No, you know what? That's not true because he was actually ruling in that SC game. They got, got away from they got yeah, he got hurt and they got away from the pass and everything. I yeah, I I, I like him. All right. Who's, you, who's your 3 in redraft rank? Um I'll I'll
1: say I'll say Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson? Co. Um in redraft, I'll say oh gosh, man, I don't know. Todd Gurley. Okay. Um behind Bah- I, I, first of all, you guys know me. I love David, David Johnson Lotton, and
3: Lev Bell. <laughs> yeah, I love you. There it is. Well, all your right. number three guy is Todd Gurley. Of course. Okay. And do you have a rookie yeah.
1: to throw at James? Um, I, I think I, I like Booker. I like the Booker. Get okay. out of Utah. He's really. Um, I know his size is not favorable, but, you know, skills wise, I like him. All right. Happy Gilmore. I'm sorry. Happy Gilmore. Hippie Gilmore. Uh, Hippie Gilmore. Um, don't know if he's liberal or just has. Big hips. That's fine. <laughs>
2: um, Let's go with big hips. I like that.
1: At uh, Hennessy Beach asks, uh, what's a more frisky fantasy stack going forward? Big Ben Ladarius or Cam Newton Greg
2: Olson? Or. Or. Well, oh, he's gosh, doing so It's many. two. No, it's two separate questions. Oh. So one is Big Ben Ladarius or Cam Greg. Okay. I say Big Ben Ladarius because I think their draft price is going to be a lot more favorable between Agreed. the two of them. Oh, not even close. Yeah, Big Ben Ladarius for me all day long. Marcus?
4: Uh, I mean, for draft price, yeah, but you know, I feel like sometimes you get what you pay for, and that's true. Cam, nope. Cam and Greg, that's Cam, Cam and
1: Greg is a
2: quality—that's uh, a quality combo. All
1: right, uh, Dalton, AJ, or Brock and Nuke.
4: Uh,
2: I think uh, I have to go Dalton AJ. Uh, yeah, I don't know, cause I—I I just I, I'm not ready to believe in Brock yet. I'm gonna take the long-term relationship here over the over the hot new pairing. There you go, Dal, Dalton and AJ—they're basically married at this point. They've right. got things worked out. Brock and Nuke, you know. Marv Jones is gone, there's no mom. I mean I don't Brock know. Brock and Nuke might be on the cover of people right now, but I don't know if that love's gonna last, so I'll, <laughs> I'll stick with AJ and uh and Dalton. I like it. Uh let's do the next one. You
1: got mail, baby. Woo! Woo! Denver Studebaker at D T Studebaker asks fantasy mailbag with the retirement of Calvin Johnson, is Matthew Stafford
2: An option, I think an needs.
1: option in even the deepest of leagues. What say you? Rank? Nope. Nope. I will pass.
3: I'll, I'll pass. pass. No part of
4: it.
1: No pass. No part of it at all. Uh, How deep would the league? Have? I
4: mean, it's like we're talking like two
3: quarterback leagues, like you know, two quarterback, <laughs> ten yeah, team, I'll two take. QB leagues. Sure. I mean, sure. you know. All right. Let's just. I see. would say he's out of the. Okay. Oh, uh, he's obviously out of the top twenty.
2: Top twenty, or I think to around think. twenty, yeah.
3: No, I think like if you rank the quarterbacks, yeah, he's in yeah. The actually, wise. now
2: as I'm going like in that back half of the ten to twenty range, yeah, he might he's pushing. I think down. he's out of it. I, I mean, clearly, he, out
1: everyone's of it. a. Sh- it's a shuffle up and deal at uh, in,
2: in that fifteen to twenty range, right? Right. I mean, you know, it is a week to week proposition, right? There. Exactly. So All right, so let's he's do in that mix. one more, James. You pick which one. Failing
1: Jos- Failing it. Josiah House at Josiah underscore s underscore House. Is it bad to draft Todd Gurley in the first to second round? <laughs> he won't be in the second round, kid. Or should I go for someone like David Johnson or AP?
2: Yes, take any of them in the first.
4: Round. <laughs> like All the of answer the is ones? just
2: a general yes. yes. If, if they pick, are, pick your preference, you yeah, have go a for shot who you them. want to root for. Take your Goose Island, <laughs> well, or you know, <laughs> take ballast, I think ballast ballast point, point,
3: your Angel City, or you know, take your Ballast Point grapefruit sculpin. You know, whatever you want. Of your basic beers, I think Ballast Point is probably the best. Okay. If you're all like right. basic. You're like I don't want I you know unless you want to sure. go beer snob or anything okay. like that. So where are you going? What do you what are you like? Todd Gurley, David Johnson, AP. Uh, I'm not going to draft a running back in the first round. So, so he's I'm not going to have any myself. of them. Okay. All right. Let's say you're at the end of the first round. All the guys you want are off the board. Okay. Uh,
2: Todd Gurley. There you go. All right. Deps. Deps. Let's do. This. Extra, extra
4: read all about. <laughs>
1: Up depths about depths. Daily Dap time. Uh, Adam, should we start with you? It's been a while. I know you've got a list. Can you go through them quickly?
3: Uh, probably not. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, we already mentioned Jeff Boss. Thank you so much for tweeting me. Yes. Uh, I am enjoying the people versus O.J. Simpson. I think that Boo! Been, I think that has been really well done, and uh, I think Marsha Clark is now getting the credit she deserves. Uh, Texas A&M, uh, for their re- miraculous comeback. How did that happen? You know what it, it's like? You know How did watch, that happen? Watching Northern Iowa fold that game is like watching the prosecution and the people versus OJ Simpson blow that case Okay, where they had an overwhelming lead and it kind of went south. In a hurry. It, it was good for me because Texas A&M, I have them in my bracket. Okay, great. Brackets that we do for fun. Sure. Mm-hmm. Just, yep. as, you know, just, just so you little, just know. Just so you know. Just a little just fun. A little, yeah, That's all we're trying to do. There you go. Giggle. Uh, Dab San Antonio Brown for doing Dancing with the Stars. I think it's cool. I know a lot of people are like, "What's this guy doing?" Like, I don't know. He's staying in shape, having fun, and having fun in this off season. Okay. I think that's Twitter uh, does like, not allow for athletes to have fun in their off season. No. Apparently
1: not. They want uh, you to go in the cryo chamber and then emerge. <laughs> you can't do anything. They
2: want you. <laughs> wait, did you guys see this? That JJ Watt flew like twenty of his teammates to his cabin. The yeah, photo a, looked, so looked like a hostage situation. <laughs> right. so that's why. Like that's what? what they want. They want their team leaders to fly all of their <laughs> teammates. To remote cabins in the woods to I work find out this photo. For their birthday. It's <laughs> hilarious. Well <that> is- <laughs> I tweeted it, I tagged Dan Hansis because Dan always jokes, he's like well, obviously JJ Watts a great player, I yeah. love him, but he's like he's like, Do his teammates like him? Because he's so good, but he's also so like corny and team tryhard. So yeah. like JJ it was must have been his Snapchat or something, but there's like twenty guys sitting around his thing and it just says lunch and they're all like Please help. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a cabin he owns in Wisconsin. Yeah, it's like yes. a four thousand square foot monstrosity that he bought Beautiful. a couple miles outside of. A he town. probably
1: built it with his own hands,
2: basically.
3: Chopped he it. it in.
2: Yeah, I love it. But anyways, yeah, that's that's what the fans want, as opposed to them having fun and dancing like Rank was dapping.
3: Yeah. Are you done or can we go on? Thirty for thirty. <laughs> okay. I finally watched the Bears <laughs> thing. I love thirty for thirty. They're they so good. A great program. Eighty five Bears, the one with Vince Vaughn produced. I th- I guess Vince Vaughn was the narrator. I didn't even notice. Which is great, like that's the kind of thing you want. You don't want him over being overbearing or anything like that. That was great. Uh, Daps, uh, we found out the Cannonball Run will be remade. I'm not one of these people that gets upset. Like, why are they remaking these? It's like it's not like it erases the original movie. Okay, it still exists. Cannonball Run. I don't even know. It's what. Listen, my parents are older. And so when that movie came out, and of course you know the the Hal Needham movies with Smokey in the Bin and all that stuff, always was it, like that was always big in my house. Okay, so I enjoy the Cannibal. I'm gonna like the big one, except that uh, Ethan Cohen's the one who's doing it, the guy who did Get Hard. So that makes me not like it as much. But I like that they're gonna go back and do it. Okay, uh, give dabs to the NFL wardrobe department. Uh, we, no oh we, no, we no longer have lockers. We didn't know we no longer have lockers. They removed all like we're not, we don't have lockers now. Everybody else gets them, but not us. But you know what? You mean also as
4: in the fantasy,
3: the fantasy guys. people.
4: Uh, we right. don't have
3: lockers, but but I liked it because even though we have the number one one-hour show uh-huh. on, the, on the NFL Network, yes. we could get complacent, right? Now this what gives us <laughs> so this gives us something to let us know we cannot get too high on ourselves, cannot get too high. Wait, in is our that perch. right? That, we're, that's Are right.
2: the redheaded stepchild around? No, here. no, no. But
3: no, no. no I, I get that part. But I'm saying we don't have all room at Notre no. They not only listen. They they increased the number of, of lockers. That's why I that thought rib. we were going to. No, no, no. We're gone.
4: Success is least in uh, Rangers do, do every day, James.
3: We do not have lockers there. Go look. Go look. Is that true? No, I no, don't know. Go. I haven't been in there Definitely. yet. We'll go afterwards. Oh my okay? god. Okay, I'll go show you guys. <laughs> I. um And then uh bad news for listen, all Listen, That's going to change,
1: by the way. By it's not going to change. It is. We're not going to have a place to change. I am. <laughs> <you're saying. laughs> I'm writing a strongly worded
3: letter to who? I, like nobody cares. To middle management. Middle management will hear from me. They're going to be like, hey, fantasy guys, shut up. Okay. Like, you're lucky that we allow you in right. the building. That's true. Okay. You almost, I, I, I can't even go into the story. Uh, and finally, to, to uh fine. Me. Were you uh, going to tell me the Warren Sapp story? I was. Okay. Listen, I, I tell it to people when I'm out boozing. <laughs> people ask me, like, what's the craziest story? I'm like, oh, you'll never believe this. And then I launch into oh, it. So if okay. you see me at Buffalo Wild Wings, yep. hit me up. Exactly. Uh Final daps, Batman versus Superman the review yeah. have been positive. Listen, I know some people aren't going to like it no matter what, but I've Alex called-
2: I want it to be good. I just don't think it's going to be. I've decided that I will
3: not allow outside influences to shape my opinion okay. and much like how Star Wars episode 7 yes. is my second favorite Star Wars now. Okay. I'm just going to enjoy the movie. I liked I liked the previous Superman I've heard that the previous super, like if you watch Batman versus Superman, okay, you will go back and watch the Man of Steel, Man of Steel, and like that more. Okay, I like that's it. the that's the takeaway a lot of people have given me. Wiz. <laughs> as you give me your... like
2: Man of Steel. I liked or... Man of Steel. Wow. What's wrong Okay, I don't okay, understand I, I'm going to cap like uh Street. March Madness because last weekend was phenomenal.
1: Absolutely. It should be so a, much it fun. should be a national holiday.
2: Like, yes, the basketball is not as good as like the NBA thing. Of course not. <laughs> it's the NCAA. Sure. But my God, the drama, the upsets, middle Tennessee, giddy pots, like oh, man. I love Absolutely. it all. Like, Absolutely. The, the th- newsroom was, was shutting down Absolutely. at the end of that, that Michigan State game, basically. It was oh. like nobody was doing work. Working here it in here so until wrong. it was over. Michigan, that game was wrong. And, yeah, that that was funny. God, That's that.
3: the thing, though. But you need to put an R- RTO right now for next year's March Madness. You should not be
2: in the newsroom. Right. Take the
3: time off.
2: Yes, I agree. It would be really fun to just sit at a bar. And I clear my schedule. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Uh, and then the other one is I, like, tweaked my back. So, Sunday, I basically just sat in the recliner all day. Harmon and I finished House of Cards. Okay. We also watched the first six episodes of the new Daredevil season. Very good. Pretty good. Daps to Jon Bernthal. Uh, he's playing Frank Castle, The Punisher. Awesome, he's done a great job with that, and I just think it's a it's a fun series. They've uh, season two's off to a good start. I do like it,
3: Marcus. Thomas Ray. Jane's Punisher wasn't that
2: bad. No, he. I liked I I liked that movie as a sm- as a spot in
3: my heart. People um, hate it, and I will always throw it out there. I like, thought the it people was like a- DC movies are terrible. You're like, yeah, you guys hit the Punisher. I thought and Thor too or any of those. You things. could
2: throw out Daredevil too, the Daredevil oh. <laughs> or Elektra, <laughs> Elect- or oh, Ghost, Ghost Rider, or Wolverine Origin. Ghost oh, Rider wow. is. Marvel, right? Yeah. How are you gonna throw Wolverine Origins into Daredevil and Elektra? The Wolverine Origin is terrible. I'm not saying it's a great movie. The Wolverine is is good. Wolverine Origins is awful. (laughs) There it is. That's that's the. All right. Okay. I disagree. That's an
3: unbiased opinion.
4: That's Marcus Grant. Uh, you know, we were talking beers a little bit. Uh, yes. I do want to uh, daily dap the folks at Four Peaks out in uh, Arizona Ooh. for their kilt lifter, which is fantastic. Kilt? Oh, kilt yeah. Kilt lifter is fantastic. Oh, I think i had that. that is, uh, that's very good. Also, uh, the folks in uh, the U.K., oh, no. uh, the British government put something out on the Internet so that they could all vote on a new uh, kind of exploration research ship to go to the Arctic. Um, they had all these deg- uh, dignified names like the Endeavor and the Falcon. Yes. The folks of Britain came up with the RRS Bodie McBoatface, <laughs> Bodie McBoatface? Bodie McBoatface <laughs> is now the name of this research ship. Yeah, that's also on my list of potential fantasy football team names to go along <laughs> with Buddy Buddy with Cuddy, Buddy Buddy with, and Orleans Dark Web. Those are uh, <laughs> <on there. laughs> finally. Um, I want a daily dap. It's uh, I just just had this sent to me as we we're doing the podcast. Uh, something from Improv Everywhere called Time Travel Subway Car. Oh,
2: improv Everywhere is great.
4: I want to watch this video, but just the premise of it sounds amazing alone. So, basically, four sets of identical twins. Okay. Uh, First, one of them is on a New York City subway car. You know, you have people on subways asking for money panhandling. So, this guy is panhandling, saying he needs money to finish building his time machine. People kind of chuckle, laugh, whatever. The next stop, his twin gets on, claiming to be his future self and imploring people not to give him money because he will build his time machine and ruin everything in the future. <laughs> and as the train goes along, more and more of these twins start getting on and this whole That's big awesome. thing uh, happens. So I'm so excited to watch this. This sounds amazing. It's at improv Everywhere. ImprovEverywhere.com. I'll tweet it out. Tweet it out. Um, yeah, time travel subway. Card.
1: All right, two daily daps from me. Uh, first one goes to Lin We're out of time. Lynn <laughs> Manuel Miranda. If okay. you haven't seen the Rose Garden Freestyle, uh go ahead and see that uh this guy Lin Manuel Miranda. It's probably
4: easier to see than Hamilton. Uh it is very
1: <laughs> a lot. Uh but you know by the way, you guys could uh, if you if you can google the Hamilton mixtape. Uh he does it he does a 2009. This is basically before the musical came out, but uh, the Hamilton mixtape, man, I did not realize I mean I saw the freestyle, I was like okay, the freestyle is good. Lin Manuel Miranda has got serious lyrical style, man. The guy can absolutely wrap his butt off. If, you, if, you have, if you're a hip-hop fan, you like lyricists, go Google the Hamilton mixtape. I thought it was going to be whack. I really did. I was blown away by how good uh, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is uh, performing the Hamilton mixtape. It's really, really good. Uh, my other daily dap to the uh, NFL media first floor bathroom,
2: Yay! Uh, <laughs>
1: it's finally done. For the for those of you who don't know, I'll pull the curtain back a little bit. The first floor bathroom has been under remodel for like I don't three know three months so since like the Reagan administration, and it's finally done. Uh, by the way, so when it was under uh, construction, everybody in the entire building had to go to the second floor bathroom, which is a much smaller bathroom. It's a much smaller bathroom, and let me tell you, by three p.m. That bathroom,
2: we don't need to get into details. Was please. trouble. It was it was rough.
1: It was trouble. It was destroyed. We referred to it
4: as Mordor. That,
2: yep. that was your Because <laughs> you had to you had to climb upstairs.
1: <laughs> it was destroyed by three p.m. So thank God, uh, the first floor bathroom is back in commission. Thank you uh, for that. Oh, and by the way, they, they installed a drink shelf in the first
2: floor. Yeah, that's bathroom. gross. That's don't creepy. Bring your that's drink creepy the bathroom. Weird. I'm, so, I'm
1: not, I'm not advocating that you
3: take your drink in there, but if you
1: have to take your drink in there,
3: I, I like mean, the fact that they have a drink shelf. I, I like that, but where you put that, because outside of the restrooms, there are two water fountains. Yes. Put the drink shelf above that. That would yes. be good. Be That's really where be you're better. supposed to leave that. I agree. But like they have one. Like, if you're in a... Like, I, I I see that a lot. It's a half measure. Look, it's a half measure. You go to, like, bars and stuff. That's like better like than you no the measure. drink shelves where you got to protect yourself. You just don't want to leave it out. Like, right. at work, I... I should feel safe leaving my drink out. Okay. True. I don't, I, I, Although I don't we did, we did. Uh, get I don't know. We got that email <laughs> regarding, uh, you know,
1: we, well, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's a problem. Well, we got
3: okay. any, No, no, because you're because they they had to put the biohazard right. disposal uh, sure. disposing right. needles. Okay. And of course, some creeps. Okay. Had to be like, who's doing drugs here? You're like, now there's diabetics. Like yeah. some people Instant have shots. legitimate. <laughs> okay.
2: All right, let's get out of here. All right.
3: Tell they deflate footballs.
1: <laughs> Stop it. For Adam Rank, MG Marcus Grant, and Alex Kalhar, I'm James Cole. We're out. See ya.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So
1: follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get
4: your podcasts. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to Land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location,
0: the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins.